All right, man, here we go. Yep. So we've got a question from the community that you sent me. I don't know how I missed it. And I really like it. So let me just say I'm biased right off the bat. Well, I mean, it feels like it's probably a good thing that we enjoy what we're discussing here, Pat. So I'm glad. I'm (laughs) glad that that fits the bill. We enjoy all our questions, but some of them, some of them really (laughs) like this is just, yeah. And this one I think is cool. Uh, I I feel it's super relatable to an overwhelming majority of people working out. And if you haven't experienced what this individual is expressing and you stick around working out long enough, you will. So I feel like everybody will benefit. So this is from uh, Beck J. Hey, Pat and Adrian, avid viewer. Appreciate that, sir. Okay. I'm a 51-year-old, relatively fit garage gym CrossFit enthusiast. Question about how you reset or recover mentally when you have a disappointing workout. The other Mm -hmm. day, my regularly scheduled deadlift strength progression cycle was a three by three at 90% of my one rep max. Warm up felt good. I warmed up through 80% of my one rep max and still felt good pulling that weight off the floor. When I went for my three by three working sets, I couldn't get the bar more than two to three inches off the floor. I stepped back, recentered myself for two to three minutes, and made another attempt with the same results. After about 15 minutes of going through this cycle with the same results, I decided it just wasn't in the cards that day, and I left the garage feeling defeated and unmotivated. What frustrated me the most was four weeks previous, I pulled that same 90% of my one rep max for four singles with not much fanfare. So I felt a little extra dejected and was wondering if either of you have ever had an experience like this and what helped you mentally move past this quote-unquote failure and not let it eat away at your confidence. I do realize that nutrition, sleep, and other factors come into play. And when I looked back, I know that my nutrition wasn't the greatest the day prior and the day of the quote-unquote incident, but I've had other (laughs) sessions where my nutrition wasn't ideal and I still moved through the workout well. I love that question. Yeah. And man, like you said, relatable is an understatement. I feel like I have lived that experience so many times throughout the years. And I'll tell you, for me, Yes, when, go, go tell people, before we clicked on the camera, you, you yeah. started to go down like, oh man, this hits close to home recently. And I was like, let's save it for real well, life. No, for I real wouldn't life. say recently. I, I would say that throughout my, you know, kind of, I don't know if you want to call it career, but my interest in, in working out and being a, a relatively competitive person, you know, like I do appreciate being pushed. I like to try to keep up with my friends and you know, I'm not going to be the top of the heap all the time, but but I do have uh, quite a bit of a competitive streak when it comes right down to it. And uh, yeah, it can be very difficult to be confronted with a day that you're not holding yourself to the standard that you expect from where you should be. And I think that really highlights it for me is that word should. You know, for me, many, many times over the years, I was convinced it's like, man, I've put so much time into being a physical person over the years. I should be capable of X. Mm -hmm. And therein lies the difficult conversation you have to have with yourself. I mean, should is just, I've heard it said, I can't remember where from who, but it's like anytime you're shoulding something, you're, you're basically wrestling with reality because you are refusing to accept what's actually happening. And you're, you're talking about what something could be happening if, circumstances were different. 
And um, it's not very productive. Now, it's not easy to just sit back and say, well, it's not productive, therefore you shouldn't do it. That's right. not particularly helpful because it doesn't get you out of that mindset. But, um, but I've definitely been there many times over the years. Um, so I've got a couple of broad thoughts on how you can kind of work through this on your own, both in the moment and then kind of broadly. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely curious to hear your experience around this too, because I'm sure that there's, <laughs> there's been a few times where you're not, not as happy with the result in the, uh, in the old gym. Yes, I think what I really do feel this is an honest assessment of myself. Mm. I'm really competitive. I'm a really competitive person in certain areas of my life. In other areas, I literally don't care at all. And yeah, in the gym, too. in yeah. the gym, I literally don't care who beats me. I don't care mm. who lifts me. I don't care. Like I, I don't care. I don't know if I've always been that way, but for the last small handful of years, my mindset has shifted. I could say that I'm that way now. Mm. Now, so I would answer or start to answer Beck's question when he says, what's a potential key for resetting or recovering after a workout that's so disappointing? And for me personally, what helps is the knowledge, perspective, and mindset that I've acquired before I even walk into the gym. It helps alleviate that from even happening. And what I mean by that is how, how I am now is I care greatly that I get into the gym and that I put forth an honest effort. I don't necessarily care about the result mm. to a degree. Now, that shouldn't be misinterpreted or misread that Pat's not interested in making progress, Pat's not interested in pushing himself, Pat's not interested in what his last deadlift was and what it is today. No, that's, that's not it. What I understand is, and it's taken me a while to get here, is this, if you're in this strength and conditioning game for long enough, the you know that long-term view of fitness is really what I cherish and hold near and dear to my heart. I don't measure progress today, and I don't even measure it on a couple of days, like a couple of weeks, a month. How did the last quarter of workouts go? How's this year looking? Like that long-term mm -hmm. view, and if that long-term view is generally trending up, you know, like the stock market generally trending up and to the right when you zoom out. I'm happy, but I know if I zoom in, you see turbulence if you zoom in. Some ups, some downs, some goods, some bads. And so when I say, I realize that turbulence comes with it. And so I care that I get into the gym. I care that I assess the workout. I care that I pay attention to how I'm feeling today. And I care that I modify something and get my ego the heck out of the way if I need to. And I put forth a good effort relative to how I feel and that I walk out of the gym injury-free. And if I do that, the day is a win, and a win isn't determined by the load on the bar. When a PR happens, I'm just as stoked as anybody else, I'm a human being. But it's taken me a while to shift my mindset to what I just explained, and I think I'm in a far better place for it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually one of the things I've got written down as part of my points is this uh, cultivation of the long view. And I do think that's really important because just like you said, you come to recognize that physicality isn't made or broken on a single day. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it does kind of give you that latitude. Uh, and, and where you were kind of leading the conversation around this, what's my consistency look like over the past year or quarter? I think that's really important too, because I would be, when I'd find myself most reactive to like a bad workout in the gym, 
uh, again, I would kind of get myself in the should mindset. I should be able to do this weight. So he's talking about deadlifting. I should be able to deadlift this. Oh, yeah. It's within reason. I know I should be able to do it. And where I would, when I kind of stepped away and examined that, what I would find is that I was stacking up the very first time I ever started working out to today as evidence that I should be able to do X. Mm -hmm. And instead, what's a lot more relevant is, okay, well, what's happened over the last month, two months, three months? Have I been consistent in that more recent time frame? Have I really been as diligent as I believe I have been when I'm stacking this up against years of training that's kind of at this point forgotten? Uh, Not to say it wasn't worthwhile, but it's in the distant past so far that it really doesn't have a lot of bearing on today. Uh, and often that would be the case. I would I would kind of use this block of, well, I've been doing this for years as an excuse to gloss over, well, actually the past month and a half haven't been that consistent. And so, no, I should not expect to be able to come in and hit something that's really close to a lifetime best, despite the fact that my recent training hasn't been up to par. So that's one thing that's um, Uh, It took me a while to kind of get to that stage where it's like, look, everything you've ever done in the past doesn't necessarily get to be counted towards what should be happening today. Um, And then the second thing, just to piggyback on that a little bit, uh, later in his question, uh, he was talking about, you know, trying to pinpoint why this may have happened. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, I would try to caution people against that kind of rational belief uh, that you can you can find the exact mechanism for why you're having a hard day. Sometimes it's obvious, and sometimes that may be the case. You're like, look, I was up all night. Uh, you know, there was a circumstance that was very obvious to me, and mm-hmm. that's why today's lackluster. But just as commonly, if not more so, you're going to have those days in the gym where you don't know why things aren't stacking up, and you cannot pinpoint it, and that's okay too. There's plenty of times, you know, we have. A complex organism in the human body and there's a lot of variables that are going on on a daily basis sometimes you're not going to be able to analyze it and say well that's the culprit and just because you can't analyze it and find that culprit doesn't mean that you know there wasn't something out there that affected you and it doesn't mean that you you can discount the fact that you know there's going to be circumstances out of your control that sometimes you know, it just ends up in a performance that doesn't doesn't happen for whatever reason. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's okay to not have that clear cut mark that says, okay, this is why I underperformed. You know that most people would describe me as a glass half full kind of an optimism guy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Given the right circumstance, yeah. Uh, this is you know this is going to be my not cheerleading. For Beck, but, yeah. but I really do mean this. And this isn't, again, everything that I said previously, it doesn't discount, of course, I want to improve, of course, I want to work hard, I want to be my best version of myself, all that's true. But the other side is like, look, you had a bad day, that sucks. Okay, nobody, mm. nobody enjoys that. But also, as per your description, you're 51 years old pulling deads. Do you know mm-hmm. what an elite category of human being you're in, being, <laughs> being in your 50s and like going heavy in your garage? Stop 100 people in your local grocery mm. store, they're north of 50, and take a poll and ask, are you north yeah. of 50? And they say yes, ask them how their deadlift program's going. And they'll look at you like you're absolutely crazy. 
So you're, you're already in this amazing space, right? So give yourself some credit for that. Regardless of how the training session went, you're on the right path. You're winning. The other thing, which is it's so easy to just say that, you know, I think you said, he said as well in his comments of like, look, I know that nutrition matters and the recovery matters. And it, it's easiest to say that in this, I typed it, yeah, I acknowledged it. But it's a really big deal from nutrition to sleep to just stress that's really hard to measure what that does to you, whether it's mm. work, family, financial, whatever it is. That's a really big deal. Um, it can affect your recovery, can affect your mindset. My, my body might be feeling great, but if I've got something going on in my life, my family, with my kid, whatever it happened to be, and my mind is somewhere else and I can't shut my mind mm -hmm. off, there's something that's eating away at me and it's, it's just one of those days, the gym is wildly different when I walk in. Weights feel different, everything feels different, my interaction with people feel different, like everything's off, so why wouldn't my workout be off too? It's this little thing that's hard to mention. So I would say there's so many factors in your life that are going that a lifting chart based upon robotic percentages applied to every human being, they don't take any of that into account. So while lifting charts are really useful and beneficial as a guide, they're certainly not carved in stone and they certainly don't know of all these other factors that are profoundly important in your life and your physiology when you walk into the gym. And the other thing I will say before I throw it back your way is, and Beck didn't mention this, so I'm not sure if he is only doing like this, a lifting cycle, so to speak. Is he also, he says he's a CrossFit enthusiast. So, okay, so now I'm going to assume he's doing CrossFit on top of like he's doing this maybe lifting thing in addition or on the side or whatever it happens to be. Well, man, I'll tell you what, compared to if you're just a power lifter and you're spacing things out, like in this very regimented, uh, black and white way, the world of the CrossFit athlete is a bit different. And as somebody who, you know, enjoys programming, a lot of it's going to depend upon, you know, if you program for yourself or who created your, your workout cycle, where did that heavy day fall in the week's training? Sure. Was it at the beginning after a couple of days off? Was it near the end? Um, are the muscle groups that you're going to need to excel in the deadlift, have they had a break for the last couple of days or have the workouts that you've done been kind of rough in those areas as well? And has it been um, through design, meaning sometimes I'll set people up, you know, that are, are following what I do, I'll set them up for this is a heavy day and I've done my best job to set you up for success and not tax what's going to be used on this day. And I'm really giving you the best opportunity to excel. People steeped in good old-timey CrossFit methodology will know for training for real life, real life doesn't care. And so every now and then, I will also place a heavy day using the same musculature that I know is tired mm -hmm. and has had a rough week because life, first responder, military, like doesn't care. And you need to know what you're capable of in a tired situation. So as easy as it is to say that ah, the previous day's workouts play a role they play a really, really large role in addition to sleep, mindset, all and all that stuff. So it's, yes, another, you know, month's training has gone by since you mentioned this last when you pulled this weight for four by one and you would hope, well, I trained for four more weeks. I should do better. Yes, I can follow the bouncing ball on that, but there's a lot more nuance in there as well that I would just, you know, I would have rolling around in your head. Yeah, absolutely. I think that articulated really nicely what I was trying to drive at there earlier, uh, which is that, you know, there's there's plenty of variance uh, that you may not be accounting for that is going to have absolutely. a bigger impact than, than you thought. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, the other thing that comes to mind for me is just kind of, um, I guess it's kind of framing the way I've heard is appropriate to deal with opinions from the outside. And so I'm kind of taking an abstract stab at this, but you know, I, I through already the years, can't wait to hear this. <laughs> I think you and I both, you know, throughout the years, we, we have a, a bit of a public persona in, in some aspects of our lives. And that's great. You know, we can put ourselves out there. We can hopefully help people with that uh, platform. Um, and there's plenty of people that I'm sure reach out to you as they do to me and they say, Hey, you know, this is great. This is helpful. I like what you're doing and they're supportive. That's always great to hear. Um, on the flip side, there's always some, uh, sharp critics uh, that may or may not be as constructive <laughs> sure. in, in the way that they, uh, they phrase their, um, responses. All that to say, I I've heard that one of the best ways to navigate kind of a public life is the understanding that if you're going to take stock in what people say to you at the very best, most kind of praising statements, um, maybe that's not the right approach because then when you hear damning critique, you have mm. to take that as at face value. And that mm -hmm. may not be the best approach. So uh, let's land the ship. Let's get that uh, in terms of training. Well, you have to understand that your training is going to oscillate in a similar fashion. You're going to have days where you come into the gym and everything feels like it's 20 pounds heavier than it should be. And you're just moving through molasses. Okay, fine. You're also going to have some of those days where for whatever reason you come in and everything is just feeling great. You, you're like, man, I just can't miss today. Mm -hmm. Pile it on. Let's go. I can do extra reps. I feel like I'm never out of gas. You're going to have those days too. And the point I'm trying to make is that if you recognize that you will have this oscillation, you learn to take both as they come and don't put too much stock in it. I don't think anybody has those knockout moments in the gym where they're like, I can't be beat today. This is just my day. It's rare that people come away from that and say, okay, this is how it's going to be for the rest of the time I ever go to the gym. It's just going to be home mm -hmm. runs from here on out. People usually don't have that kind of uh, fatalistic extension of that experience, but it does seem to happen on the negative end. When you have one bad day in the gym, it seems much easier to get buried in this feeling of like, oh, what am sure. I doing? From now on out, I'm just going to be this weak, spiraling downward entity that you know, all, all this work here. yeah all this work hasn't helped and it's not amounting to anything um but when you learn to recognize that both ends of the spectrum aren't going to be permanent and you're going to have these ups and downs like you were talking about it's easier in the moment to not get so hung up in it at least from my experience well i think they all of these things blend together i don't know if it was you and i discussing this previously or if i was talking to somebody else I feel like it was you, so I'll give you credit for it. But what I would also say to Beck is, I think what matters a great deal is, is what you just described a single point? Are you, did you have a bad day? Or have you had a couple bad days that turned into a bad week that now yep. I'm seeing a consistent pattern that um, I thought I'm not even stagnant. Everything feels heavy. I'm slower on everything. Like it's not just, again, if you're a CrossFitter, which, you know, Beck says that he is, and you're going to have a lot of data points you're because you're going to be doing heavy lifts, you're going to be doing light, you're going to be doing long, you're going to be doing short. And if all of a sudden you're like, oh, everything's kind of in a bad place right now. That's a lot different than you had a bad yep. day. Had yep, a bad day? For sure. We've all been there. Hey. You're having 
a few bad days that turn into a bad week to a bad 10 days, okay, something's going on. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be time to go back to the drawing board. So I, I'd like to turn the conversation just a little bit to talk about, all right, so you're in the gym. It's not going well. What do you do in the moment to try to step away from this? And, and I've got a couple things that I've used over the years that have worked. Um, and thankfully, I don't have as many of these kind of moments anymore. I feel like I'm a little more detached from <laughs> a negative outcome these days, which is great. Um, but I've certainly had my share in the past. So number one, I think he did the right thing where he's like, okay, I, I tried to stick with it. It wasn't working. And so I just, I removed myself from that and stepped away. I think that's totally appropriate sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, w- one thing that I'll say too, uh, short of stepping away, I think that you can give yourself the latitude to break from the program as it's written. I've done this plenty of times where it's like, all right, today's a 90% day. And these 90% feel like they're 120%. They're just, they're welded to the ground. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know what? I can recognize there's no magic in this 90% number. And instead of twos at 90% or whatever the protocol was, I'm going to bump the weight way down and I'm going to do a couple of sets of seven or eight. That's something that is just kind of chump change that I know I can do. They're going to be crisp reps that feel good. And I'm just going to be satisfied that that is not going to make me weaker. I'm not going to step away from those submaximal reps and say, well, I got weaker. No, because I know that each one of those reps was a brick in the wall, even if it wasn't, quote unquote, the right brick. So if that's I, if, one if I, strategy. If I jump in, yeah, am I going to get you off go track? Ahead. No, no, go ahead. I got, I got another strategy, but it's, it's different. All, so go ahead. All I would say to that is, that's another one of those things, which is, I think, simple to say, I would assume, I hope that most people watching or listening are like, yeah, that makes sense and nod along yeah. politely. It's so hard to do, but I'm here to tell you, can be, yeah. when, when you start to get good at doing what you just said, as far as I'm concerned, you fitness becomes almost so much more enjoyable. And I, I mm-hmm. experienced this in, in my own, own community, and I enjoy trying to set these people free, which is like the workout of the day, it's a recommendation. Now, it's a very well thought out recommendation. Don't get me wrong, but it is a recommendation. But what you should ideally feel authorized to do and empowered to do, hopefully through these podcasts and other resources that you have, you should always be trying to increase your strength and conditioning um, IQ, that you should have this knowledge to be like, okay, this is what it is, um, but I know that I am authorized to modify this a little bit. Um, First of all, free to do whatever you want, but you're authorized to modify it a little bit if you trust the programmer to be in keeping with, you know, where the train's going, but this percentage doesn't make sense for me today. You know, I got a a cranky shoulder and I know it's supposed to be this, but mm, that's going to be... That's going to be not, not a today. good call. I can press yep. a little bit differently that's different than the workout of the day, and I'm still going to get in some pressing. That's going to make sense. And when you get to that area that you know that you're authorized and, and you have the strength and conditioning IQ to make those decisions and feel good, it's a really great place to be. And it opens up the doors, I think, to a lot of longevity with your, with your fitness. So I think what you just said is fantastic. And if people aren't there... I encourage them to start um, walking down that road. It's a great road. Yeah. Yeah. Why so rigid, bro? Because it's written yeah. on a piece of paper. 
Come on. You, hey, only <laughs> option one will get you fit. Option two will not that's do right. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's strategy number one, especially on a heavy lifting day is, hey, okay, this protocol isn't happening. Let's just cut it way down and do something that I know is not going to be a struggle. It's going to feel good. The reps are going to be crisp. I can focus on just powerful execution. Great. That's a win. And like I said, you're not going to get weaker for it. So that's one strategy that I've found is really helpful over the years. Um, and then the second is uh, even more basic than that, which is just cut your losses, figure out what it is that you love to do in the gym. Mm -hmm. We all have those movements. You know, there's one or two things where you're like, man, if it was only that for the Amen rest of my life, I'd, I'd just be a happy man. You know, and one of those movements for me is bar dips. I was going to say, like, what I, is it for you? Oh, I love bar dips. I do bar dips all day long. Something about it, they just feel good. I, I mean, who wouldn't want like bigger triceps? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great movement. I love them. I could do them all day long. Um, I'm good at them. You know, I feel good after doing them. So that's I, one of I those would, movements. I would choose heavy dumbbell walking lunges and strict pull-ups. Okay. Okay. I like one of those happy. two things. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know which one. <laughs> I'll yeah. let you guys figure out which one based on my previous answer. But <laughs> but regardless, like everybody has those couple of things in the gym where you're like, dude, I could always go in yeah. and have fun doing that. Maybe it's just like something stupid like a biceps curl. Who cares? You know? A absolutely. But, but the I point is, I can't wait to see the hateful comments you're going to get for calling a bicep curl stupid, but continue. <laughs> I can't wait. You just made Everybody my knows it deep down inside. <laughs> they all know it. But, uh, but it doesn't matter. The point is that, you know, we all have this kind of personal list of things that we love. Okay, cool. Know what those are. And on those days that are particularly tough, if you have to cut and run, no problem. Come up with something on the fly with your favorites that just gets you a little taste Amen of a win. To that. That's yep. all you got to do. Cut it. Okay, it was deadlift day and the deadlifts aren't going. You know what? Deadlift isn't hacking it. I'm going to do three max out sets of dips. I'm going to flex my triceps like crazy. I'm mm -hmm. going to believe that I'm commando from uh, the, the 80s, the old Amazing. Schwarzenegger movie, movie, movie for a minute. And then uh, I'm going to go about my day and it's going to turn that into at least a small win in my mind. So I, it's, it seems I it. so goofy, but it really can pull you out of that tailspin. Again, if you allow yourself the latitude to say, all right, no use butting my head against the wall anymore. Let's try something a little bit different. I, I, yes, I love that works. I mean, if it's, a, if it's a for time workout and you actually can not run the clock and you just move mm -hmm. and put on some good music, it's a great way to do it. And then you can't fret over what your time was today compared to the last yeah. time you did whatever. Like there's some, there's some things that you can do. I will say something which has helped me out. Well, and sorry, oh. let me one oh, more no, thought on that to, yeah. to interrupt you there. And and I got to make this clear about that that strategy. It cannot be like a self-flagellation. Oh, I didn't do the deadlift, Punishment. so I have to destroy myself with something else. That's not at all what I'm talking about. It's a totally different approach. It's I love to do this and I want to do that thing. So I'm going to go do that and feel good about it. It is go not fun. Yeah. It is not a, well, I couldn't do this. And so I'm going to like out of personal spite, try to put right. myself in the hole with this other thing. That's not what it is. So just make sure you make that distinction. You, you mentioned that brick in the wall thing. And that's such a big, I think, mindset thing as well, is that even if the day wasn't a perfect day that you thought you, what you thought a perfect day should be, but you get in, you did something smart, you walked out of the gym. That's another brick in your wall of fitness, making yourself sturdy and strong. It's a huge win. And I've always said that I define a good day in the gym. It kind of relates to what I said previously. A good day in the gym is when I walk in, 
I actually do the warm up. I listen to my body. And if I need to modify the workout in some way, I get my ego out of the way and I modify the workout. I go at a level of intensity that makes sense that day based upon how I'm feeling, what's happened in my life the last few previous days. And then I cool down and head out of the gym injury free. If I do that, that's a good day in the gym. So no part of me making it a good day in the gym was based on a specific load or a specific time. It was just making these smart decisions that I know put a great brick in the wall. And if you have good days in the gym, those lead to great weeks and months that lead to fantastic Mm -hmm. years, you know, and so that's how I, I think of that. And what's really helped me over the years, and it's something that I don't know if it's fair not to say that it's it's one of the areas that I think wasn't really addressed in like the original methodology, maybe because just enough reps weren't out there as well. But it Mm. seemed like back in the day, everything, like every workout was approached like it was a test. There was no such thing as Mm. just a training day, you know, Mm. and like the testing versus training mindset, I think is one of the most useful distinctions to have in your head. Because if you walk into the gym that every day is a burn it down test sort of a day, you're eventually going to hit that wall. Not if it'll be weeks, months, or years, but you'll you'll hit that wall, and it won't be you won't have beat the last whatever you won't have whatever. So I, over the course of the, you know, many years of really now embracing the testing versus training mindset, not only with how I approach workouts when I walk into the gym. But this has actually even infiltrated how I, I program, quite frankly. Mm. I think, I think yeah. years and years ago, I was programming test after test after test after test and not actually programming training days and sprinkling tests in there, which is how I think it actually should occur. So like when I walk into the gym for a heavy day, I'm a human. I've got expectations. I've got numbers that I'd like to lift. I know what I might be able to do for a great five by five front squat. I know that. I've been doing this long enough. But I really try to exert the discipline if I'm feeling that way that it's, it could be most of the time, it's a training day. I'm going to go in and I'm going to lift a heavy five by five front squat. And I realized that, didn't always realize this, the heavy is a relative thing. Yes, there's a, mm-hmm. a mathematical, numeric, you know, trail of breadcrumbs that I can follow to all my previous five by fives. But for today, Based upon how I feel, how I slept, the last couple workouts, the training cycle, where I'm at, am I at the beginning, am I at the end? Whatever feels heavy today, it could be markedly different as to what felt heavy last time I did a five by five. So as long as I lift what is appropriately heavy and challenging, that's a fantastic training day. It's a big win. And I should walk out of the gym with a smile. And so the training Mm -hmm. versus testing mindset has really been helpful for me. Yeah. And I think this is something that you do really well, better than anybody that I know really, is as you structure your week on a personal level, when you're about to go, you know, do the workouts on your own, you you call your shot ahead of time. And I think that that's so valuable to say, okay, one of these sessions a week or two of these sessions a week, I'm committed that I'm going to go hard. This is the time to do that. And then by extension, these other days, yeah, they're going to be good efforts. And yes, they're absolutely going to be pushing me towards my goals, but I am under no obligation to just destroy myself in the gym. I think that that is such a pressure release valve oh my uh, as an approach. I, I really, really <laughs> love that. And I feel like a, a, there's a lot of people that still haven't clued into how valuable that can be um, as you're kind of mapping out your own personal training. And, and one thing I'll say on that too, and I 
you know, it's interesting. I was kind of thinking about this recently because I, I, um, you know, we had the games not too long ago and then I had some time off and then right back into, uh, you know, some, some travel with the day job and that sort of thing. All that to say, I haven't been uh, at jujitsu in, in a while. I think it amounted to six or seven weeks that I took off. And, you know, I'm, I'm not too worried about that because I know that this is something I want to be doing for the long term. So whether or not I'm going to be committed and getting back mm. into it isn't really a big deal. But you always have those doubts of like, okay, have I regressed? Like, what's my skill level going to be like? Well, long story short, you know, I got back in the gym yesterday for the first time in a while. And I felt great. I felt better than I had in quite a while. Oh, that's and cool. I think. Yeah, I think that time away, you know, obviously there are certain things that are a little rusty, but I will say that I was more integrated than I thought I would have been. And I have that experience regularly after stepping away from mm. an activity for a couple of weeks. Sometimes it can be very rejuvenating. And I think that's another thing for somebody who's in the game long term to consider. Hey, sometimes stepping away, and it doesn't mean a full-scale stop. It doesn't mean you're just going to be sitting on the couch eating Doritos. Right. But sometimes stepping away from, okay, I do Monday, Wednesday, or you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. They're all CrossFit workouts. Maybe it's like, okay, I'm going to take you know two, three weeks, and I'm just going to focus on stretching and uh, you know some basic aerobic work for a little mm -hmm. while just to kind of keep the engine running and to kind of limber up a little bit and then come back to it. You know, you'd be amazed at, at how that can really be restorative and particularly on a mindset level to just kind of reset you and get you back in the game for, you know, for the rest of it. And, you know, I'll say as, as we wrap this up, yeah. uh, I'm looking at the, the clock. And I'm doing math in my head as to, okay, we're, we're about to wrap this up. Uh, I got to head out the door sooner rather than later to go get my uh, daughter from daycare. I know how long the workout's going to take today. Like, I'm going to have to, the workout I'm going to do between when you and I finish and when I head out the door to my daughter, to get my daughter is, it's not going to give me enough time to properly warm up. It's got some mm -hmm. power snatches, hang power snatches in it. My shoulders take a long time to warm. I'm going to, I'm going to, Tweak, modify, change, scale, something. I'm here to tell you right now. And I'm also here to tell you that 10 years ago, that would have bothered me greatly. And based mm. upon what, everything that we just discussed right now, I know that I'm going to make the best decision I can with the time that I have allotted, looking at what the prescribed workout is today, and I will, I will modify it to fit, and it will be close. It won't be the same, but it will be close, and it's going to be a perfectly fine brick in the wall it's going to be great. And so that's, yep. um, took me a long time to get there, but that's a really, I think, a, a good goal for people to try to get there. And hopefully you get there sooner than I did. It took me a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, so to wrap it up, I would say, you know, to back, back to his original question, like, Hey, recognize you're, you're always going to have those days from time to time. And if you can cultivate that long view, like we've been talking about, it kind of takes the sting out of them quite, quite a bit. Um, but while you're in the moment, have a strategy at the ready, you know, whether that's all right, I know the days that I'm going to be going hard. Um, and maybe your best effort doesn't line up with what's supposed to happen that day. Okay, understand how you're going to change things to have have a win on that day. And whether that's same exercise, take the weights down and just crush some reps, whether that's, hey, I'm going to cut out and do something that I love to do. You know, there's plenty of options within that that uh, can kind of break you out of that cycle and have you stepping away from the session saying, okay, you know what? Yeah, it wasn't ideal, but it wasn't that bad either. Mm -hmm. Beck, 
I absolutely loved the question. I think it's fantastic. I hope it, I hope it answered it well for you. And hopefully this discussion helped a lot of people that were maybe struggling with this. I think that everyone's experienced something very similar to what he discussed. And so curious to, you know, hear everyone's thoughts in, in the comments as to what would you do? I'm sure that you've been there. How did you get through it? You know, what's the mindset that you're in now, maybe compared to when you first started training? And let's just share some knowledge on that. Of course, go to verynotrandom.com and check out all the different cycles that we offer from barbell stuff to get your first five feet handstand walk, toes to bar, muscle ups, got some really cool stuff in there to hopefully help get you on a good track with your long-term health and fitness. And we appreciate the support of the show. For Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and I will see you next time. We'll see you next time. 